The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're so glad you're with us today. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will be on in just a, a moment. But between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of executives to perform in the top 10%. And we want to thank you for tuning in to tune up your performance. You know we always have uh, exciting guests, and for Kathy and I, it's always a thrill to interview people who are in similar fields and sometimes unique fields that we can learn from them. Today we have Dr. Dick Thompson. He's the president and the founder of High Performing Systems, and he has a great book called Stress. The Stress Effect, Why Smart Leaders Make Dumb Decisions. So let me just say that again because it's great. Why Smart Leaders Make Dumb Decisions and What to Do About It. So he is an expert in dealing with uh, stress in a variety of settings. We'll go through his, his bio. But he, uh, I came across him in researching my book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, and, and was very thrilled in just the work that he's doing. So let me tell you a little bit about um, Dr. Dick Thompson. He is an internationally recognized consultant, educator, and speaker and author. And for over 25 years, he's gained valuable experience developing and leading teams from the battlefield to the boardroom. He has a 21-year military service that's resulted in exceptional management insight and expertise. He was an officer with the U.S. Army Special Forces Group, the Green Berets. He was decorated for heroism and has trained and led some of the most elite teams in the world. His work for the military on high-performing battle staffs um, and he continues in continuous operations was instrumental in the success of the U.S. forces in the Gulf War. So he really has hands-on experience working with folks who are right on the front line. Uh, he has held uh, the honor of being one of the U.S. military subject matter experts, an SME, subject matter expert on stress on the battlefield. His research has covered the impact of stress on decision-making, which we'll talk about today, cognitive performance, aggressive behavior, sleep deprivation, leadership, and emotional intelligent behavior. Dr. Thompson is the founder and president and CEO of High Performing Systems, and that's an international management consulting and training firm. He founded in 1984 to help leaders and teams and organizations achieve high performance. He's had a, a series of uh, clients from AT&T to Shell to Mohawk Industries to Titan America, just to name a few. He has a master's and a Ph.D. in psychology from the University of Georgia. And Dr. Thompson was also the department chair and professor at University of Georgia, where he taught advanced courses in leadership, and team dynamics. 
couple of the other aspects, just when you hear him speak, just you know, he's got a, a wealth of experience. He's taken 900 free fall jumps, and he has a black belt in karate. So not only has he worked with high performers, we were going to get a chance to pick the brain of a high performer. And then speaking about high performers, uh, let me tell you about my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. She is a high performer. She coaches leading executives and entire companies in, in her proven method, happiness equals profit strategies. Kathy has authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know. She has the number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. She touches millions as a speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She's in the last stages of launching a whole new book series called um, Fearless Leaders. And she's the founder of her executive consultancy, H2C's Happy Companies, Healthy People, where she offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and home on ABC, The Morning Blend. She has a new iPhone app that you should check out. I did check it out recently, Kathy, and it's, it's great. Your Happiness Now kind of goes into a lot of Kathy's material. And her website, uh, one website is h2cleadership.com. And then also Kathy and I share a website, Excel Institute, xelinstitute.com, where there's all kind of free downloads and assessments for yourself. So, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Riley. I'm very excited about today's show for a number of reasons, but I want to make sure that all of our listeners also know a little bit about you. And We have a lot of return guests, but we also have a lot of new folks. So for those of you who don't know, Dr. Riley Nadler is a master-level certified executive coach. He's a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and developmental programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across all industries. His highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free, as we would say, EI, or Emotional Intelligence Tips Tools, an iPhone app that is outstanding, and downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence. And Rally can also be reached at our website, excelinstitute.com, where emotional engagement meets performance. You know, Rally, I'd love to talk a little bit about why we do this show why Leadership Development News has been focusing on uh, emotional intelligence and leading with emotional intelligence, actually the title of your book, and talk a little bit about how we combine our gifts in emotional intelligence and the science of happiness to really help people become star performers. Well, thanks, Kathy. And then we'll highlight a few things uh, in most of the stuff our, our guest, Dr. Dick Thompson, can add to as we go through. But the reason that we do Leadership Development News is to give more tips and tools for leaders, executives who are, who are listening. Today, 40% of organizations say they'll be experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled and trained leaders available for new opportunities. And so there's a uh, drain, what we call this brain drain, that's going on in organizations. One is we lost 8 million jobs because of the Great Recession. Two, many of the baby boomers are retiring, going to leave a shortfall of workers, about 10 million workers. 
And then also we know the interesting research that Gen X and Gen Y, as they fill these positions, have a little less emotional intelligence. And the rationale is that for every hour they're in front of a screen, could be their TV or, or their phone or um, computer screen, they're not in front of someone else, really tailoring their communication and, and looking for those responses. So there's this brain drain. And the reason that we're so interested in emotional intelligence, a lot of the research shows that it's not only how smart you are or your technical expertise, but if you look at critical factors, that EI, emotional intelligence, is one of the main critical factors. The further you go up in the organization, the more that you need emotional intelligence. And the reason is, as a leader, and we're going to be talking with uh, Dick about stress, emotions are contagious. Who's the most contagious person? The leader. And so if they are really stressed out, they're not managing their stress, it may affect their decision-making, well, is one thing, but it also affects their team. It raises the stress level of everybody in their, in their team. So that's one of the key areas that we'll be focusing a lot more on, and that's why we're really happy to have uh, Dr. Dick Thompson here. And, Kathy, maybe you can say a little bit about kind of what we, what we can change, because always people say, oh, well, this is the way I am. You know, can I really make some changes? Actually, we can, and these changes are really choices that we make. We know that performance and job satisfaction are closely tied to happiness by more than 93%. So leaders, you know, who really want the best performance out of all of their uh, associates and uh, people that report to them and work around them um, are going to have to really step up to the plate here and lead them through some of these changes. But every individual has a set point for happiness. We know that happiness is um, like weight and hair color. It has a set point. And the best news is that 40% is influenced totally by our habits and our behaviors. And at Leadership Development News, as, as most of our listeners know, we try to teach everyone who joins us the simple habits you need to be successful. And, of course, everybody can also go to the ExcelInstitute.com website for more information and, um, and learn lots of time-saving and cost-conscious tips uh, that they can use to access their best leadership and their best performance. At the bottom, um, I want to say kind of at the bottom of the set point, it's about a 50-50 split. So when I say 40% is influenced totally by your habits and, and your behaviors, what I'm really saying is 50%, if you take that as the base, okay, is a way for us to look at what we have to work with. The other 50% is made up of 40% of those intentional habits and behaviors and 10% situation. Now, we all know that we can't control markets, we can't control the price of gas, we cannot control mortgage rates, but we can control our responses to them. And a friend of mine, John Crosby, who uh, is on the ICF board in southern Arizona, said something very interesting to me this week. He said, we have to have respondability. And so that 10% is our respondability to those what we call market economic factors, things we can't control. The 40%, that, that 40% is totally within our ability to respond. And so if we pause, kind of reset and rewind when these things happen to us, we can bounce back very quickly. So really, I guess um, it'd be 
a great opportunity now for us to bring our guest on, and I'll let you introduce him. Sure, you. sure. Like I mentioned, I saw um, Dick's research in um, one of the books that he's a co-author of, Developing Emotional and Social Intelligence. We have a lot of folks who are interested in EI and um, on our show. And uh, the research was just phenomenal about stress, and so I used some of that in my book. Uh, but he also has a background in a variety of assessments, Myers-Briggs that we, we all love and use, the FIRO-B. He was a student of Dr. Schultz, who started the FIRO-B. Um, and in, in the emotional intelligence world, he's certified in the uh, EQI and actually certified to train trainers, EQI 2.0, and the Emsky and other EI models. So we're going to uh, bring him on in just uh, a moment, and we're going to go to our first break, and then the rest of our sequence, we're going to be grilling Dr. Uh, Dick Thompson just about how stress affects our decision-making and why smart leaders make dumb decisions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're about to have a very engaging and exciting conversation with Dr. Dick Thompson. He is the president and founder of High Performance Systems. He is a speaker and an author and a business professional, and we are so excited to have you, Dick. Welcome to the show once again. Relly, um, I'm just going to kick us off with um, you know, uh, a request that you give us maybe a little bit more in-depth background on Dr. Thompson before we get started. Okay, good. Um, he's got a wealth of, of experience in all kind of areas, and that's why I think, Kathy, if you and I, being hungry, thirsty learners like we are, um, found, in a sense, I feel like I found him, but he's been around obviously for a long time. So he uh, is trained in all kind of assessments, personality, and psychological type. He's created a variety of tools. I've used one called the Teamwork Questionnaire. There's the Communication Wheel. You know, he's very, very, you know, quite productive. But I think what we're really interested in is, you know, his take on stress and uh, his great book, that you can probably get at all the key places, the stress effect, why smart leaders make dumb decisions. So, Dick, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. And we always just kind of start off with maybe saying just a few words about who's been some of your key influences. Well, I think if, if I think about that question, it, it comes into to different categories, you know, from an academic perspective, you know, working with, Will Schutz, like you mentioned earlier, around the FIRO, uh, information, uh, studying Newton, Einstein, a lot of the chemists of the, of the day, huh. uh, high school teachers, military, you know, uh, Eisenhower, Patton, Darby's Rangers, a lot of uh, just the heroic soldiers that I had the opportunity to, to be around, so various corporate leaders. So I think if I had a lot of people who who have had some influence over, you know, helping create me the way I am today. So been uh, very fortunate. You know, uh, Dick, I'm also looking here at uh, at your bio, and it, it appears to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, you have found the time to become a master scuba diver. You've made over 900 free-fall parachute jumps. I, I have only 50 myself, and you've also earned a black belt in karate. So I'm fascinated. How does... How does somebody um, who is so action-oriented get into the intellectual pursuit of emotional intelligence? Well, you know, I've I've always been been interested in science, and you know, in fact, I started out uh, in chemistry, and then found myself uh, on the battlefield, you know, leading men in combat, and kind of dawned on me one day, you know, this is not so much about chemistry, it's it's more about people and understanding people, and I need to learn more about them. I mean, what motivates people, why do we do what we do, and how can I be a better leader? And that understanding myself and then uh, understanding others would, would help me do that. And as I looked at the things we, we did, which, you know, being Ranger, Special Forces, all that kind of stuff was like you say, action-oriented, but um, there's an interpersonal component, obviously an emotional component, but, but there's an interpersonal component that's, 
that's taking place in terms of how people interact, how they work together as a team. And, you know, back, back in those days, I mean, we typically referred to it as interpersonal interaction. Um, and then, you know, later on began to use the, the term emotional intelligence you know, more recently. But uh, that was having such an impact on how leaders led, on people following leaders, on bonding with people uh, on the team that, you know, I, I wanted to learn more about it. I wanted to study it. I wanted to understand it. You know, Dick, what I appreciate is just the long history that you've been doing this. So one of the, the things that's, that to me is um, I'm fascinated by is I think early on you were one of the key people, um, you know, probably 20, over 20 years ago, seeing the relation with stress and performance. And so maybe you could say a little bit about, you know, how did that connection, because I looked at some of your stuff was in the 80s, that you really started along that path and have continued ever since. Yeah, I, again, as, as I watched people's performance um, under stress, I could see a lot of variation. In fact, one of, you know, one of my mentors was a guy named Dick Meadows, who is a legend in the special operations field. And working with him and, and, and being in combat with him and, and watching how he handled stress was just unreal. And then I'd see other people, you know, on the other end of the continuum. So, again, wanting to understand more about it, I, you know, started to pursue that, that line of research and study uh, and conducting experiments to, to see what would go on. Um, and, you know, like you also mentioned earlier, became, you know, one of the subject matter experts for the, for the Army in, in terms of, of uh, you know, stress on the battlefield and how to, how to control it, how to use it to your advantage. In your book, um, Stress Effects, you talk about why smart leaders make dumb decisions. And you have a chapter on how stress levels affect decision-making. Can you talk a little bit more uh, in-depth about how these smart leaders just get dummy down so easily? Well, just on a, on a basic level, if you think about what I refer to as the stress effect, which really is the change in human performance uh, resulting uh, from exposure to stress. So when we are exposed to stress, our brain actually takes a chemical bath, and for short term, uh, it might make us run faster, jump higher, and do things like that. But if it, it lasts a while, uh, it begins to degrade our access to our cognitive intelligence, our IQ, our ability to, to make logical decisions. And, and what my research has shown is not only does it impact our cognitive ability, it also impacts uh, our emotional intelligence, our ability to make emotionally intelligent decisions. So as our stress level goes up, our IQ goes down, our EQ goes down, and both of those are key components of effective decision-making. So all of a sudden the two critical components that we need uh, have been degraded, and we end up making decisions that are, are not very effective uh, at the time. Now, when the, as the stress uh, it begins to go away, then we gain more access back to our abilities again. But, but under stress, um, you know, you're just not going to make as good a decisions as you do uh, without. What I, what I really love about what you have uh, researched, Dick, and I think Kathy and I and yourself, you know, we're in front of 
leaders, executives all the time, and, and how do you get their attention? they got so much stuff going on. And I think uh, what I've now done, and I think Kathy and I'm sure you do too, is really talk more about IQ and how easy it is to lose IQ points. And just from a communication standpoint, it stands out. No, no smart person wants to say they lost IQ points. But you've done a you know, really nice job laying that out uh, you know, on how someone will lose their IQ points and how they can uh, gain it back in your book. So one of the first things I saw was what you would have a model, and you went deeper than I saw most people, the catastrophic leadership failure. You know, and this was in the handbook of developing social and emotional intelligence. So you've kind of named that process. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that model and maybe what, like what's, I, I think you have a chart in there that really states the characteristics because people not, may not be realizing they're losing IQ points, but you stated all the key symptoms. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the things I discovered that, that I use a lot with executives when I'm kind of introducing the topic uh, is that when I did the re- research around sleep loss, one of the things I found was that, that after, after 24 hours without sleep, uh, the average person loses about 25% of their ability just to do simple arithmetic, just to add and subtract simple numbers. Uh, and, you know, that surprises people to some degree, but what really surprises them is they're not aware of it. Mm. You think you're just as accurate after 24 hours of sleep deprivation as before. Uh, and, you know, I can see the mind turning in, in the CEO that I'm talking to. Yeah, when I'm tired, I don't think as well. And if I, I say something like, if you had to take an IQ exam tomorrow, if you were going to take an IQ test, uh, would you stay up all night tonight uh, and go out partying? And they'd say no. And I'd say, well, why not? Well, I'm not going to do as well. You know, I learned in college if I stay up all night partying, I, I'm not going to do well on that calculus exam the next morning. Mm-hmm. Well, so we already know that. So if you can relate to something people can identify with and say, yeah, okay. And, and then I say, but the other component uh, in that decision process uh, is emotional intelligence. It also degrades. And I, I have a ton of research that shows how it changes under stress. Uh, it also degrades, you know, when with sleep loss or when the stress level goes up. So then you start to get that buy-in, and they want to know more about it. So, so what do I do to make better decisions? And in reality, they already do some of the things. Um, they know not to stay up all night if they have to make a big presentation to the, you know, the the stockholders tomorrow or something. So they. They have that in the back of their mind. You just have to coach them and help them see other ways uh, to be able to keep the stress level down. Dick, uh, you have um, you have been working on integrating uh, the work around emotional intelligence into many aspects of, of your work, and you're obviously a certified trainer, uh, highly capable assessor in the EQI, and. Uh, You've been using the mesquite emotional test for some time. How does emotional intelligence, uh, in your in your mindset, tie into dealing with daily stress that leaders are naturally going to experience as a result of their roles, whether they're on the battlefield or in the boardroom? Well, it's it's having an impact on uh, how we respond to the people around us, uh, to how we express our own emotions or don't express our emotions. 
uh, but particularly how we're interacting, <clears throat> excuse me, with other people. So, well, we're going to take a quick break, so hold that thought. Okay. Those of you listening, don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so come right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Dick Thompson. He has a great book. I advise you to go get if you're interested in these topics, the stress effect, why smart leaders make uh, dumb decisions. And we talked about this model of, of uh, stress, IQ, and EQ. And in your uh, book, Dick, you have some of the characteristics of some of the behaviors. Like, like you said earlier, some people may not know it. If, if any of these things sound familiar, you may be losing IQ points. 
So you, the quality of des- your decisions may be down. You may be flip-flopping. You make, uh, you, there may be a short-term focus on decisions. They could be reactive decisions. You could be defensive. Um, there may be some of this in, inintentional blindness, things that you're just missing. You may have fang- anger-facilitated decisions, mental paralysis. Those are some of the things, you know, that you're talking about, um, Dick, and I'll have you maybe talk more about a leader's IQ. And then I'm always interested in, and I know this is, this is uh, diverse, but how long do they lose their IQ points for? So maybe for, well, let's first start off with, you know, you have some great research. I hadn't seen this before, that what is the average IQ of a CEO? Okay. Uh, great question. Um, you know, as we work, <clears throat> excuse me, work with clients, uh, and we've done that over over the years, and worked at different uh, schools and institutions where you know senior leaders were coming in, uh, and we were collecting data on them as they would come through. We built a you know a substantial database up uh, for leaders at different organizational levels, and part of that uh, is their IQ or, or mental ability. So we're able to go back and look and say, well, what is the, the IQ of of a CEO uh, and at different size organizations. And, and what we find is that when you look for an average, you end up with about 120 to 125 for the average CEO, which is, you know, if 100 is average, I mean, 125 is uh, a pretty smart person. So uh, they're, they're well above average. Now, you know, obviously we'll have some people, uh, you know, 140 or more. But, but not very many. But the average is around around 120 and 125. So that gives a it gives you a person who has more than enough cognitive ability to make some uh, very uh, sharp decisions. And they don't normally get into those CEO positions without being very bright. It's almost like it's the price of admission. Uh, if you get there, you get to the executive level, you're going to be up in that IQ range. So the people you're working with are, are all very bright, uh, but then sometimes they don't make you know, yeah. very good decisions. So just to kind of to frame that, so some of our audience may not know, the IQ is 100 plus or minus 15. 15 is the kind of the standard deviation. So if you're 115 and above, you're a high average. And so many of these folks are, are almost two standard deviations above the norm. Right, uh, very high. Yep. Um, and and then you know the, the other part of your question, I think, was so if if you lose some of your access to to your IQ, how long does this last? Well, yeah. uh, it it depends how much you're going to lose. <clears throat> uh, it depends on how str- how high your stress level goes, and then how long you lose it depends on how long your stress level stays up at that uh, you know very high level. Uh, if you're stressed out all day long, uh, you're going to be degraded all day long. Uh, and when you hit those high levels of, of stress, sometimes you can't make a decision. And right. you hear people say that from some. I I I don't know. I I can't decide that. Let's talk about this in an hour. Uh, let's let's uh, adjourn the meeting and we'll come back after lunch. And what you're hearing is signs of a person who can't make the decision. Right. They, they don't know why. Uh, they just don't seem to be able to make it. Let me ask you this question. I know, Kathy, I'm jumping in, but I, uh, I know you have you know, a couple questions. 
Because I just am curious, and I've heard a lot of different research. So let's say someone gets hijacked. We're all familiar with the amygdala hijack. Um, you know, and the brain is, is flushed, you know, with cortisol. How long does it take? What's the, like a normal reaction where they get back there that you've seen? They kind of get back to their normal, you know, where they're not so hijacked. You know, I've heard a lot of different research, anywhere from 60 minutes, and some people say, you know, 20 seconds. Um, what, what have you seen? Yeah, if if I'm just plodding along and I'm having a normal day and all of a sudden I encounter some significant stressor, I, I get a shot of cortisol and, and really there's about 1,400 different chemicals that are released throughout my system. It takes the average person uh, anywhere from three to five hours to get their chemistry back to where it was before the stress occurred. And that's assuming no other stressors happen to you uh, in the interim. Uh, and, and that's not going to be the case. You're going to have some other stressors that will happen that runs it back up again. So it could take several hours to get you all the way back down. Now, you won't stay hijacked that whole time. I mean, uh, it, depending on what it is that hijacks you, I mean, you might come back down in, in 20 or 30 minutes and almost be acting normal again, not making great decisions, but also not being uh, emotionally hijacked or having the amygdala uh, hijacking going on. But if the stress level stays up high, I mean, you could be like that all day. Wow. Uh, and, you know, engage in very uh, self-destructive behaviors or destructive behaviors for the organization. Uh, because when you're up there, what's happening is one of the first things that, that happens is when you get the chemical bath uh, is the prefrontal cortex uh, is degraded in its ability to control your emotions. So all of a sudden you begin to lose control of the emotions and they start to run wild. And when they're running wild, you're not making good uh, emotionally intelligent decisions and you're moving closer and closer to that uh, hijacking. And once you get in there... Uh, and if you begin to realize that you're engaging in those behaviors, that stresses you more, uh, and you can get caught up in that downward spiral, and it can continue on for a while. Now, Dick, it's interesting that um, we uh, have specialized in resilience, you know, the science of happiness for some time, and that's a sweet spot that I roam around in often. And we do know that fear and appreciation cannot coexist in the brain at the same time because the pathways that control the passage of those chemicals that you're talking about that give us a negative bath, that, that cortisol and other things, um, they can't use the same pathways if we are in a state of optimism, positivity, and resilience. So it's interesting uh, that we're talking about this because I was just going to ask you uh, about a couple of things. One is uh, you have a chapter about stress resilience in emotional intelligence, and I'd love to hear about some of the most effective tools you found to assist leaders with this. Relly and I had a gentleman on the show who's become a friend of mine, Lieutenant Mark Williams, a former retired Air Force pilot with 35 confirmed kills uh, in the Middle East uh, in his career, and he used meditation to bring himself back into focus as a pilot, and he now teaches this mental conditioning. So I'd love to hear about what you have found to be most effective in this area. Well, one of the things I've found that's very simple, but it, it works, and it's, it's what your mother taught you when you were a little kid. 
uh, when you got really upset and she said, okay, all right, take a deep breath and count to ten. And, you know, it, sometimes we think that sounds silly, uh, but it's actually doing what you were just talking about. Because if I take a deep breath, I start to engage my parasympathetic nervous system and I start to be able to get control. The other thing that happens is if I count to ten, I have to engage my prefrontal cortex, and I have to start doing logical thinking. As soon as I do that, I have to let the emotion go in order to be able to do the logical part. So by counting to 10, uh, it puts some time and, and distance between whatever it was that upset me and the emotion that I was experiencing. Now, granted, sometimes you might have to start at 1,000 and count backwards by 17, you know, because you're really stressed out. Uh, and emotional, but it works. Uh, a lot of the, the military special ops, uh, snipers, uh, like you were talking about earlier, uh, use a technique uh, called tactical breathing, uh, the four uh, deep breaths uh, to relax the system, to calm the heart rate down, to relax you know, before they engage a target. Uh, and we can all use that. I do um, uh, triathlons. And I you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the swim start on a triathlon, but when you dump several hundred people into the water all at the same time and they all start swimming, they're swimming across each other, kicking, hitting. Uh, it's just brutal for the first, you know, couple hundred yards. Uh, but I use tactical breathing just before the swim, you know, before the horn goes off to start the, the swim, just to relax and get calm and get in my little cocoon and forget about all the other people uh, and just go in the water and start swimming uh, and not let getting hit or kicked, you know, cause me to panic. So, you know, that that's a technique that you can use. Uh, meditation works. Uh, if you know you're going into a stressful situation, uh, to do some meditation before. Do meditation when you're coming out of it. Do uh, the re progressive relaxation uh, where you're starting with your toes and tensing and relaxing and working your way all the way up to the top of your head. Uh, so there, and, uh, I, I use biofeedback sometimes. So the, the Have you used the uh, heart, uh, heart uh, math method at all? Heart math uh, has a, a great uh, system that they teach. Uh, using uh, you can use the M wave system uh, that they have to for the biofeedback with it. So all of those work. And, and one of the great things that I got to do uh, back in the 80s was go around to different places and look at what was supposed to be new human technologies, uh, uh, super learning, hemi-sync, uh, a lot of different things like that to see uh, what would work. You know, what could you do to calm down? You know, Dick, we're going to take a quick break, but you are such an exciting guest. It's such a pleasure. What I'd like to do when we come back with your permission is talk about how you end the book with the seven best practices. So let's come back to that. And for those of you who are listening, this is an exciting part of the show, so don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're in our last segment with Dr. Uh, Dick Thompson here, and you can find out more from him, High Performing Systems, and it's www.hpsys, which is for systems.com, hpsys.com. You see all his tools and and a lot of uh, certifications and things you can do. So one of the things, Dick, just to highlight, you know, what what our grandmothers have told us, uh, take a deep breath. Count to 10, and you said how counting to 10 engages the prefrontal cortex. Well, we know one of the neuroscientists we've interviewed in the past, Matthew Lieberman at UCLA, talks about the inverse relationship between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So anything that can accentuate the prefrontal cortex can help reduce some of the hijack. And so one of the tools that Kath and I talk about is the emotional audit. So you count to 10, and then ask yourself these five questions, which are, prefrontal cortex questions. What am I thinking? 
You know, how could this happen to me? Why is this going on? What am I feeling? And again, it kind of turns on the light, each of these questions in the prefrontal cortex. What am I feeling? You have to kind of go into your body. What is it that I want to see happen here? So that's another part to try to say, what am I trying to accomplish? What do I want to see happen? Question number three. Question number four. How am I getting in my way? So uh, taking a moment to observe that. People don't have answers to these right away, but if they do, uh, ask a question after another you know, couple seconds, they will have something. How am I getting in my way? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What do I want? How am I getting in my way? And then the last one is, okay, now, what do I need to do different? So those are some things you know, uh, that we would call the emotional audit, which are prefrontal cortex questions to gauge what's going on when you're counting to 10. And you, we highlighted one of the tools. You have a whole thing in the back of your book that Kathy highlighted called with the acronym ARSENAL. Uh, and we'll ask you a few questions. Uh, maybe you can say what ARSENAL stands for. And I know we went through one, that, which was the R. Okay. Uh, the ARSENAL is what we found over the last 25 years or so to, to be um, the seven most important best practices in terms of helping you build a resilient system, uh, and it's, it's an acronym. The A stands for uh, awareness, and then I'll just do them all like quick, and then we can talk about okay. any specific ones. But uh, awareness, and then rest, uh, support, exercise, nutrition, attitude, and learning. So if you look at those seven, uh, the research shows that those seven significantly contribute to you being able to have uh, a stress-resilient system. So if you think about, um, if, if we pick awareness uh, for a minute, being aware of my body, being aware of what's going on, uh, being aware of where I am with, with the other best practices, and in fact in the model that you see in the book, awareness is setting up at the top because it kind of looks out over the other best practices and watches and, and helps you be aware of how well you're doing uh, in, in those different areas. But uh, I need to be aware of how I'm functioning. And I use um, brain check lights, idiot lights, like you have on the dash of your car. Uh, when I see lights start flashing, it tells me that I'm not retrieving information as fast as I should. I'm not processing it as fast. Being aware of that tells me something is is going on that I need to stop and, and figure out what's happening and, and fix it so I can move forward, take the 10 breaths or whatever it is. Now, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on the, the um, optimism, the attitude that, that A uh, piece. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because, of course, that's something that we talk about a lot on the program. Yeah, with, with the attitude, if, um, if my attitude is, is what we would call low, um, then I, I don't get up every day looking forward to the day. I don't celebrate achievements. Um, I blame other people. I criticize others. I gossip. I feel angry. Uh, versus if I'm someone who has what we would call a, you know, a high or positive attitude, uh, I'm excited about today. Uh, I'm excited about getting to talk to you and Relly and, and having this discussion. Um, you know, I, I don't get caught in a lot of unhappy situations, you know, when I have a positive attitude. 
I'm, you know, I'm not criticizing others. I'm taking responsibility for what I do. And, and what happens is I feel so much better about myself when I'm taking responsibility uh, for what's happening to me. I know I'm making the choices. I'm choosing what I do and how I respond. Uh, and, and it also has a, uh, a chemical effect on my body. Uh, it's changing uh, the speed at which I heal when I have injuries. Is It's uh, helping me reduce inflammation in my body. There's a whole range of, of research studies that show the impact of having a positive attitude. And then when you, you look around, uh, who do you want to hang out with, someone with a positive attitude or someone who's complaining all the time? Well, you want to hang out with the people who have positive attitude. Uh, so it, it changes your interactions at work. It changes your interaction as a leader. It has a significant impact. One of the things, Dick, that, uh, that we know in, in just working with the entertainment uh, community and high-tech folks, you know, they like all this research, that people, uh, when they're in a positive mood, like you're saying, they're optimistic, they're in a positive mood, and some of the research showing that they're 50% more creative. So here, mm-hmm. you know, right. in the workplace, you know, you want people creative. You want them making good decisions. Well, they're going to make good decisions and better decisions if they're in a good mood. Yeah, I guess. I guess the um, the bright side of having a bad attitude yeah. is that if you want someone to um, proof your, a document that you've written, uh, people with a bad attitude um, will find all of the typos. <laughs> Uh, they're very critical as they go through it, uh, so they find more. Uh, but you're right; people with a positive attitude, uh, you know, are much more creative and have a higher quality uh, creative ideas than those who don't. And that would make perfect sense because we know that when we're using, you know, our frontal cortex and when we're focused on creativity and. Um, looking at those things that we would, you know, appreciate and consider positive, we have such better elevated awareness and consciousness. We can't help but be more productive. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Dick. We're at the end of our show, and, and time does fly. We, you know, we may have to have you come back at, at some point and talk about some other and you know, further research because you know you're definitely uh, in the sweet spot that that Kathy and I love. And so we've been talking with Dr. Dick Thompson. His website is www.hp for high performing and then sys for system. hpsys.com. Great book. We encourage you to go out and get it, especially very research oriented. The Stress Effect Why Smart Leaders Make Dumb Decisions. And this is Leadership Development News. Thank you uh, for tuning in and to tune up your performance. And we'll talk with you again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.